Today, we're going to talk some of the free agent running backs. But first, if you love drafting, but on Sundays, you are just overwhelmed. You got 40 different teams. You got to go sit your lineups. You want to get those drafts. You don't want to sit the lineups. Best ball is for you. The best, best ball website on the internet is underdog fantasy football right up here. Go. You can find the link for it in the description. Use code JWB for a one a match on your first deposit up to $100. Why would you not take free $100? Why would you not go get a bunch of drafts against real players, real ADP, real prizes, and support JWB? That being said, let's roll right into things. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death, taxes, and the 2022 water receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No, no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really I had not I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Welcome on into the JWB Dynasty Dodgers. So we're gonna give you a consumable dynasty perspective. He's Skylar. I'm Wyatt. Today we are joined by our friend and third time guest, John Hesterman. You can find on Twitter at John underscore Hesterman, and you can find his work at Dynasty League Football and Fantasy Pros. John, how are you? I am doing very well. I'm glad to be on for the third time, which means I didn't successfully piss everybody off the first two <laughs> times. So it gives me a goal to achieve. So I'm in for it. I'm glad to be here. You could You could never piss us off. I promise. <laughs> now, like Skylar mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about some free agent running backs. But before we get there, we always give a little question to our guest. John, are you ready? Sure. <laughs> now, like me, you are a big fan of the Nightmare Before Christmas. So I want to know, if you had access to that forest with all of those doors, which one would you pick? I mean, assuming that, you know, the the uh, Halloween Town is off the table. I mean, is that not no, our one-on-one? That's, that's, that's the one-on-one. Like, I've got to go there first. Um, <laughs> so would I, would I traverse and want to explore some of the others? Yeah, probably. But I've got to start with Halloween Town. Yeah, see, when I was thinking about this, I thought, okay, it, it, I'm assuming this is like real life. I don't know if I actually want to go there because like Mr. Okie Boogie might come get me and I don't want that. But I believe I saw a shamrock door for St. Patty's Day. And that seems like a pretty nice place to me to go check out. That would definitely, I really haven't thought about that too much. But yeah, I would have to go there and then I'm assuming stumble my way back. Right. I'm assuming. But like you said, you got to check them all out if you've got the opportunity. Yeah, if you've got the opportunity, you've got to double back and and see what uh, see what's what. But yeah, I'm my 101 is Halloween Town. Got to go there. Got to go there. It's a good sounds answer. like sounds like you're a start strong guy instead of a best for last. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now that we've got our Halloween Town conversation out of the way, let's get to some running backs. We're starting off with Josh Jacobs, and yes, I know he just signed a friend. Well, they just place the franchise tag on him but i still think he's worth talking about here he's dynasty league, dynasty league football uh february started up he was rb 14 he's gonna be only 25 going into uh well for the 23 season 17.8 half ppr points per game in 2022 which was rb4 for the year the big thing for him this year 10.9 percent target share on the year which was the thing he's been missing so far in his career Finally got that whole backfield to himself, basically, and really ran with it. John, 
What are we thinking here with Josh Jacobs? Yes, they're putting the franchise tag on him. Uh, he did mention kind of before that he didn't really want to play on the franchise tag. I mean, normally players still end up doing so if they don't work out a deal. Um, what do you think? I think he's definitely going to play because he's playing for what comes next. I think a lot of running backs learned a lot from what Le'Veon Bell did a few years ago and, and how that that worked out financially to a degree, but in the end, it didn't work out as well as he had hoped. So um, it's kind of Josh Jacobs is, is coming with a good season to enter, you know, some negotiation and build some hype. Um, he finishes an RB one or RB two in 71% of his games last season, back-to-back uh, -back seasons with 60 plus targets, second season with double digit touchdowns uh, finishes RB three overall for the 2022 season, his best career finish to date but he's finished as an RB1 in each of his last three seasons. So he's building a resume for whoever's going to want to come to the table when and if he does approach free agency. Yeah. And for me, like I like this startup price. I don't know if I'm trying to necessarily go out and trade for Josh Jacobs at this point in the year, though. Skylar, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I basically never want to go and trade for running backs. It's just with the way everything is right now, the – the way the market is heading, you're going to have to pay close to two firsts for Josh Jacobs. And it's just not a price I want to pay for almost any running back. There's maybe five or six guys where I'm comfortable putting out two firsts worth for them. I would agree that the starter price on Josh Jacobs is pretty nice. I mean, the four or five turn is a comfortable spot. If you lock in a top 12 quarterback in those first couple of rounds, you follow it up with some receivers, maybe Garrett Wilson, Amara St. Brown. You can come around at the four or five turn taste jock jacobs and then the best player available it feels like a, it feels like a good pick it feels like a player who's maybe like a joe mixon years back where he might not be as exciting as he was this last year where he finished as rb3 and he was 71 percent of the time like john said finishing at that high mark but the last season's pass where he wasn't all too exciting still snook into that top 12 when you know that that's kind of the low end for him and now you know if touchdown varus goes on a size or he is getting these targets and acting upon them that you can have a bigger season. It's a player who I'm very comfortable having as maybe my one or two backs in the room. If they're a round or two cheaper than those top guys I have to spend. So in the startup, I do have some, some interest in that sense in trades. There's probably other ways that go about filling my RB two spot or my RB one spot um, with Josh Jacobs. Personally, him going back to Vegas, I think is just the best outcome for him. It's the team that has believed in him. They finally use him the way we would. And that coaching team is still there in Vegas to work with him, whether or not we love them and what the team has done. <laughs> he is still there. and is an important part of that offense. So with them moving away from Derek Carr, he could be somebody they lean on. If it's a rookie quarterback, there's rumors of them moving up to potentially one or sitting tight where they are. And maybe a guy like Levis is on the board. They would be a very interesting spot uh, for a quarterback to go. I think they'd be leaning on Josh Jacobs or, if they, those don't come to fruition, or maybe they do take a guy, if they say put and they sign like a Jimmy Garoppolo, who's kind of like a Derek Carr light, I also think that bodes well for Josh Jacobs. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in Vegas, which I think his face kind of fits Vegas out here. <laughs> if you look at the, the three seasons where he played at least 10 starts, his team was top 10 in touchdown percentage through the ground, top 10 in rushing attempts, top 10 in yards per game at the running back position. In 2022, 2021, and 2019, the only exception is the touchdown percentage for San Francisco this last year. But again, it was still middle of the pack. So I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the guy there, 
Josh Jacobs, it looks very good for him. His teams historically tend to lean on Josh Jacobs. The coaching staff who was here now leaned on him last year. And, and again, I think if it's a rookie quarterback, it makes a lot of sense to abuse and abuse Josh Jacobs, whether they extend him or not. You've got a, a you know, rookie off the first contract. That's kind of the motif here. So I do like Josh Jacobs coming back to Vegas. I think that keeps him, it moves him into that tier we have right above um, some of the veterans he's in here with, you know, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, uh, Jameer Gibbs, depending if you want youth of these guys, I think he fits right in that group. I'd rather have him on my team than the Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry group that's there after. So he's pretty comfortable in his spot for me. I have him as RB11, so RB14 in a vacuum, of course. Sounds pretty all right. John, do you like that startup price? Yeah, I like the startup price a lot, and I actually think this is a good opportunity uh, to trade him if you roster him. And I say that I'm someone that is way more likely to get out on a player a year early than wait and potentially lose value in the coming season. So I see a situation like this where you look at his his startup ADP since 2019. He came in 2019. He was RB15. Uh, 2020, he was RB9. 21, he was 18. And then um, I might have missed a year there. And then but he's he's coming into this season right now as ADP is that that RB twelve ish range, you know RB twelve to fourteen range, and I I think that's a good opportunity to sell while the value is there, and I'm way more likely to sell running backs than I am to hold them. So if mm-hmm. I if I roster him, I'm taking the good season, the the return with the coaching staff, the the higher than normal startup price. I if I can cash this, I'm going to cash it and try to get something back. Sure. I think it depends on your league, right? I mean, if you're in a league that still values running backs like that, where I can get two firsts out of Josh Jacobs, absolutely sign me up. I think the market overwhelmingly has come down on running backs in the last few seasons, as well as in drafts. Like it was cool a couple of years ago to trade up, to trade down and collect value. But in recent years, everyone and their mom is trying to trade down in drafts. It hasn't worked quite the same with running backs before. It was easy to move. You got Jameer Gibbs coming into the class. We know what he is as a prospect. You got Josh Jacobs coming off an RB3 season. You'd sell Josh Jacobs for Gibbs in a first. It was easy. It was like clockwork. Those deals don't seem to be there in a lot of leagues. Manners have gotten a little sharper on that. Sure, if you're in a league, you can get two firsts out of them, or you can grab one of these guys, maybe you know a Tucker or a Charbonnet, and get a first on top of it. I really like that option as well. It all depends on that. And of course, if you can move him for a young wide receiver, like some of the names we mentioned earlier, I love it as well. I'm just saying I wouldn't be forcing a trade of Josh Jacobs because I think his production kind of fits fits well for the price. So that's that's why I said I don't mind him on my team. Yeah, John, I was gonna say, what's like um what's the price you're looking for? What's the lowest amount you're you're selling Jacobs for? If I can get a first and a and a player, and you know, Skyler kind of mentioned it. If you can, if you can grab one of these younger guys, or if, or if I can turn him into a, a receiver that has, you know, top fifteen appeal, that you know is only a couple years into the league, where I know that 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 potential can outlast whatever, you know, marginal loss or, or value I'm giving up in return. I'm willing to do that. So I'm um, trying to think of specifics. If if I could move him for you know, uh, a Jahan Dotson and, and a mid first, you know, I think that would be, that would be on the plus side if I could make that happen. Yeah. I'm into that. We're, we're Jahan Dotson fans here. All right. 
another running back who he's actually gotten a lot of the work that we would wish Josh Jacobs would get because he's always been involved as a receiver, but he's not really producing as much as Josh Jacobs has is David Montgomery. He's He's got that one finish, really, you know, at the end of the year when, when he uh, was able to feast on some bad defenses. But for the most part, he's kind of underperformed, but always continued to get lots of volume. Uh, his Dynasty League football February startup ADP was RB33. He'll be 26 for this upcoming season. Only 10 half PPR points per game in 2022, which was RB27. But he's had at least 11.2% target share in the last three years. Skyler. How do we feel about this price for David Montgomery? Yeah, I think this price is totally fine. You're talking that's around 10 to 12 of your Superflex startup drafts, which is a nice little range to pick up David Montgomery. He's going to slide at times. I see him even go further back than that. A lot of managers are picking up a lot of these backs. We project to go anywhere from 110 to kind of 205 in this upcoming rookie class. And the thing with David Montgomery is wherever he lands, he's going to have a role. He's above average at everything. He's elite at nothing. So he's a good enough blocker to get out there in third downs. That's why he paired well with a Khalil Herbert, who is a back who is one of the better rushers in the NFL, but he just can't pass block. They needed Dave Montgomery to stay on the field for those snaps. I think that offers a lot of value to an NFL team. I think he's naturally limited because of his talent, no matter where he goes, which is why I'm not going to pound the drum for why are we overlooking a guy who's capable of a bell cow load? It's because I don't think he's the best back around, but because he can do a little bit of everything and he can command, you know, he can get the targets. He can get the volume. I'm in a Dave Montgomery at the price. I'd like to know where he goes, but of course that's banked into his price. We don't know that. Um, but yeah, I don't think Dave Montgomery is a player. I'm just throwing to the wayside. If I have him on my team, I'm holding him over, you know, the er, that second rounder that I think a lot of managers are just trying to get off of him for. I don't think he is worth a whole lot in the market the way he will. Once we know where he lands um, a couple spots that could be really interesting. We got, Carolina, Deonta Foreman might be out the door. And that's a team that loves to run the football and doesn't really want to spend up on a player to do the work. Dave Montgomery makes a lot of sense there. And that would be a really good landing spot. I think he'd be a great value at RB33 if he ends up the primary guy in Carolina. As well, a team like Miami, I know it's uninspiring, and I'll touch on the other running back we're going to talk today potentially going there. But Miami doesn't have a running back on roster either. And I think if a guy falls there, it can do a little bit of everything. He may not have the speed that team is looking for which is why you know, he might not be their top candidate, but it'd be a really, really intriguing spot. Um, again, I think if he goes to a spot like Buffalo, you can trade him. I think people will be more excited in that than it's worth. I think he could come in and do a lot of what Devil Singletary did. He can get the pass blocking downs that they need. I just don't think he has... I think he's got less ceiling than he had in Chicago if he does go to Buffalo, even though everyone loves that running back spot. People are super high on James Cook right now because they don't expect Singletary to come back. I think there'll be another name in the room. I think Montgomery for real football is a good player to land in that spot. I just don't love it for fantasy. Just to put a couple names or teams to potential spots for Montgomery. The main thing here, I don't expect it to be Chicago. Yeah, this one, again, I like like the startup price. I don't really want to trade for him. A, a second, a second, like I could maybe live with, but... There are like nightmare scenarios for David Montgomery. I, I think he is going to be somewhere where he has a role, but like you said, it could be somewhere he has a role, but it's not a fancy friendly role for us, which, which is scary. Um, John, what do you think? I like the startup price. Um, I'm fine with them there. You're, you're like Skylar mentioned, you're, you're assuming some of the risk in the cost. So mm -hmm. I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm not trading for him in, 
And I think if you roster him, you're not trading him away. I think you're kind of stuck with him. Like he's not, you're not moving him for a piece. He's a package guy. He's a guy that's just part of the package to make a deal go down. I don't think anybody's really going out and, and, and trying to grab him. I think Skylar nailed it. He does everything above average and nothing fantastic. So when you sit down and you look at his numbers, I mean, even last season, and this kind of bows to what Skylar said, he finished as an RB1 or RB2 in 56% of his games. That sounds great. But if you do the math, and I'm a math whiz, that means he was an RB3 or worse in 44% of them. So you're going to have those swings, you know, one side, you know, towards the other. And I'm in agreement. I don't think he lands back in Chicago, not with what Khalil Sh- Herbert showed he could do. So you, you're assuming some risk if you draft him in that range. But in that range, you look at some of the other running backs around him, you're like, well, he's a little bit better overall as a player. So it might work out kind of situation. Yeah, I, I I agree on all fronts here about Dave Montgomery. This last one, though, this is the one that I think I want to trade for based on this ADP, which is Miles Sanders. His Dynasty League football February started ADP was RB36 behind Dave Montgomery. I did not see that coming, honestly. He will also be 26 for the 2023 season. 12.2 happy PR points per game in 2022, which was RB16. Thing about him though, his targets have gone down every year of his career. Um, I think we thought he was going to be a decent receiver because he actually looked a little bit like one as a rookie, but after that, showed that that wasn't really the case. But RB36, uh, uh, uh kind of similar to Dave Montgomery, I think that he will find a role on an NFL team, um, whether that be back with Philly or someone else, except that I think Miles Sanders is a better player than Dave Montgomery. Uh, because he offers much more in the run game. Um, yes, he's not the best receiver, but he is a much more talented runner than David Montgomery in the right place. He can find his way to a lot of touchdowns like he did for Philadelphia this year. John, what do we think? He's he's intriguing, and I've got him in a few places, and he's been a maddening uh, player <laughs> to roster uh, if you've had him for, for any length of time. Now, if you, if you drafted him as a rookie, you were thrilled. He finished as an RB15 that year. Um, he had 63 targets, over 500 receiving yards, a 10.6 target share, and it hasn't been close since. I mean, not anywhere close. He has yet to finish the season as an RB1. Um, he finished with his first 1,000-yard season this previous season, his first double-digit touchdown season this previous season. And it's just, he's baffling because you see the talent and we, I think we say it every, why are you not giving this guy the ball more? Um, He's done really, really well. I do think the one, you mentioned the targets. Here's another fun fact. He hasn't had a receiving touchdown since his rookie season. Not one. It hasn't happened. So he's intriguing, but I think there's more of a risk reward situation with Miles Sanders than there is with David Montgomery. Montgomery sure. feels safer, but I feel like the upside belongs to Sanders if he lands in the right spot and they and they they give him that short yardage work, that goal line work. Um, I don't expect him to be a three down guy, like you said. He's he's not prolific as a receiver, so you, if you find somewhere that can get down the field and is willing to give it to him on the goal line, I think he's a gold mine. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely about the safety of David Montgomery against kind of like the higher ceiling, lower floor of Miles Sanders here, which is kind of why 
between those two who have similar ADPs, I'm more willing to bet on Miles Sanders because I think there is that higher ceiling there. Skylar, what do we think? Yeah, I mean, Philly's just been apprehensive about giving Miles Sanders the ball in the red zone. I mean, when you have Jalen Hurts, it makes sense, sure. But even in years prior, you just wanted this guy to get work in the red zone. But it seemed like every time he did, he just wasn't good at it. He wasn't that guy. I mean, when they want to throw the ball short, they they love to get a guy like Boston Scott in space. And then recently they've been delegating, if not Jalen Hurts, it's been Kenneth Gainwell. I do want to say with Kenneth Gainwell, I don't love the player. I don't think he's nearly as good as a Miles Sanders, but I don't expect Miles Sanders to come back to Philadelphia. They are in absolute cap hell. Their position is very interesting. They have a lot of free agents that are veterans they'd like to bring back. They can't bring all of them back. In order to bring Miles Sanders back, you're going to have to give them, even on a team-friendly contract, you're going to have to let someone else go. And I don't think they're going to prioritize Miles Sanders when they have a good amount of draft picks, maybe round three, four, they could bring in a guy to compliment what they have on a Kenneth Gainwell. They might prioritize bringing back Boston Scott really cheap and patching together a backfield that can support Jalen Hurts, who's their primary rusher. So for that reason, I just do want to say, if you could throw Kenneth Gainwell as an add-on to any trade right now, I think it's a good investment on the sense of, I don't expect Sanders to be back or for them to make a splash unless they decide, you know, in the first or second round to grab one of these exciting rookies. And then you'd be able to trade Kenneth Go, I think, for at least a second, which is worth much more than I believe him to be. For Miles Sanders, I'm going to echo everything we said about Dave Montgomery. For you guys tuning in for the clip of this Miles Sanders video specifically, I just don't have interest unless he goes to a place like Carolina, who is expected for Deonta Foreman to go test free and see if he comes into Carolina, he might actually get a more complete workload. He might see a couple targets. He might see a little bit of red zone work. And for that reason, I agree with John that he has more upside than Dave Montgomery because he's just a better runner. I do think he's actually a good runner of the football as opposed to Dave Montgomery's average at everything. Miles Sanders is just a lesser receiver. He's averaged a 25% decrease in that receiving work every single season. That's a 59% total decrease from 2019 to 2022. And all that production John was talking about was in the back half of his rookie year. He let us on so hard he couldn't be more disappointed. He has been very frustrating. And the out window, I think, was early this season when you could have grabbed maybe a player like a Jahan Dotson that we've already mentioned when he was out injured, hadn't quite produced quite yet. And last offseason, I got rid of the, the last bit of Miles Sanders I had for any time. I had two different drafts where Jahan Dotson slid into the second round, and I was offering him to Miles Sanders to every manager at 201, at 202. And then in two different leagues, I finally got it done at 203, drafted Jahan Dotson. If you can leverage any excitement for Miles Sanders this year, depending where he lands. Let's say it is a Buffalo, which we mentioned for Dave Montgomery. I don't love it. It's going to be good for real football. I think it's an upgrade to Devin Singletary, actually, and he can block good enough to let James Cook go do his thing on third downs. Um, but with Miles Sanders and Buffalo, I think he's capped. We have the same rushing touchdown problem. We just had in Philadelphia. I think if he goes to Kansas City, he's going to be having the same problem splitting work with a lot of other options who are good or better than him in the red zone. Um, you know, and for that reason, I just, yeah, I just don't necessarily want to get over invested in Miles Sanders. And if other managers like that landing spot, I'm cool cashing out again for like a player like Josh Downs, who I think is a lot like Jahan Dodson of last year, where I haven't penciled in. He's a lock in the first round for me in rookie drafts. He's going to slide into a lot of second round drafts. And I think that's where. I would love to get out on Miles Sanders, convert him into that player. He's the one I think has the most appeal in market. Managers are most willing to get any excitement towards. Um, the only spot that maybe could intrigue me is Miami. As we mentioned, he maybe fits that team a little bit more. It's a fun offense. 
Um, again, you just worry, is he going to get those touchdowns? Is he going to get the receiving work? Could they draft a player? I'm, I'm not too sure. So Miles Sanders, Echo John, more exciting than David Montgomery. I'm still just not interested. I'd rather have a young wide receiver in almost every situation if I'm willing to get out. And I was hoping, I was hoping, hoping, hoping in the playoffs when Philly made a run that Sanders <laughs> would have like one touchdown, a, bad end to the a year. little bump. And it just didn't help that he kind of disappeared before he got hurt. And then he got hurt and people just assumed he was like not involved, which wasn't the case. He just he had picked up a little knickknack. And that was really unfortunate because I've, I've gotten, you know, a lot of manners in our discord who on Miles Sanders have touched on that. Like, well, the way he was just irrelevant to finish the playoffs, it showed me he might not be that important for another team. I'm out of Miles Sanders. And that was disappointing. Yeah, speaking of uh, Kenneth Gainwell, his Dynasty League football favorite start at ADP was RB43, which I also like that price as well. Uh, John, what do, you, what do you think about Kenneth Gainwell real quick? He's in, I liked him a lot heading into this season like i thought i expected more um he was someone that i was constantly turning to from a dfs standpoint um because the the potential was there for him to have a big game um i i I like him i'm keeping him where i have him to see what develops because i know that he should step into a larger role so i'm keeping him where i have him i'm not aggressively trying to trade for him the startup price is good like but it's very it's a very cautious, somewhat doubtful that he's going to flourish into this back that he's kind of being built up on Twitter to be right now. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm waiting to see if that progresses to a rise in ADP um, both here and, you know, both in the dynasty format and in basketball. So he's someone that if I've got him, I'm holding a little bit, see what happens, but it's, it's a very cautious very cautious. Optimism. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like, especially like you said, the way people talk about him on Twitter, like, I don't think anybody is actually selling for this price, anyways, uh, with Kenneth Gainwell because they know like the potentials there, especially after the way the Super Bowl went. Like, I'm surprised by the ADP because I there is that hype. Like, I don't think anybody actually sells for this price. Yeah, yeah I, just, I would agree with that. I like the little window if Sanders fully exits before the draft if I can sell the Kenny Gainwell I do own because I think you can get a second for him and I'd much rather re-roll that running back in the second round for like an Israel yeah. A, a Roshan Johnson, a Tajay Spears. I think those three players I'd much rather pivot and I believe in them I'm more with that. than I would a Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Well, John, thank you very much for joining us. Before we get out of here though, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, nothing specific. I know we've got some things going at, at DLF, so there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. This is busy season. Um, I've got a few things that I'm working on that should be out in the next, uh, in the next few weeks. So I'm, I'm sure I'll flaunt it on Twitter as much as I'm capable, but yeah, it's, it's getting into busy season and I'm here for it. All right. Love to hear it. We're going to have to have you back again sometime for the fourth guest appearance. Sweet. But <laughs> until then, as Skylar mentioned in the beginning of the video, Underdog Fantasy, if you don't already have an account, you should definitely go get one and use code JWB when you do for a first-time deposit match up to $100. I know what you're saying. It's in best ball states. on the Dynasty show. Well, the best ball drafts going on right now can help you in Dynasty because they start to give you a look as to where players are going to be going come redraft season, and you can start to get a leg up on players whose value is going to rise over the summer get get yourself on underdog get yourself a leg up on some of these other people in your dynasty leagues 
You can find all of our content at jwbfantasyfootball.com or on Twitter at jwb underscore ff. You can find Skylar at BFF Buffalo. You can find me at yb underscore ff. Like, subscribe, follow while you're here. Jump in the Discord. It's in the description. There's mock drafts going on there every single day. We'll see you next time.